0: Today's focus is going to be presence. Now, presence is a very interesting topic. Kyoto Fino, Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Just a quick note, the audio quality of our first three episodes back isn't amazing. I had a mic issue recording those episodes. It has been fixed, so episodes going forward will be much better audio quality. Enjoy the episode. And welcome back to the Pocket Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Headley. This podcast is focus of how to decrease overthinking overwhelm anxiety to live life in a more in a greater state of peace and we'll look at methods such as scientific methods but also as well more what we can call mindful methods in order to help these results to become a success in your life. So I'm still working on my intro but that is the essence of what this podcast is about Um, and we're going to be taking yes scientific methods uh, from different papers and sources and we'll be sharing them with you guys but then also as well um, my overall experience whether it's been from experiences from monks or from other spiritual teachers that I've learned stuff from and I'll be sharing it with you guys. Today's focus is going to be presence uh now presence is a very interesting topic because there's so many ways you can touch on presence but we're going to be touching on presence in two main ways that i love to touch on it with my clients the first way is how to build presence through an ability to focus which means that you're cutting through the noise of the mind like a knife it's like a knife through butter and the second way is by decreasing the um, amount of points that the mind is being pulled from that is pulling you away from presence okay because there's one point which is you build the strength of presence like a muscle all right like you go into the gym and you're doing reps and you get stronger with that Like right? so basically by building focus you also build your ability to be present we'll speak about that and then also as well on the other end you look at the other side when there are less areas or less places that the mind is being pulled from your mind is more stable and therefore you're more able to focus on the thing that is directly in front of you and be present with it because it's being pulled in less directions with those two focuses let's talk about why we are not present most of the time, and then let's talk about how we can implement strategies in order to build this muscle of presence, and then strategies in order to decrease the various directions where that the mind is being pulled to in order to build more stability of the mind so we can naturally be more present. So why are we not present in today's society? Well, one Point is the amount of expectations that we have upon ourselves that we've been conditioned to believe and needs in order for us to have success, respect, love, validili- validity in the world, which are all things that we believe and are conditioned to believe primitively to be necessary for survival. So our brain naturally, because its primary need is self-preservation, if its primary need is self-preservation, it needs to build community, uh, it needs to be supported, it needs to have environments that are comforting, which, re- which actually represents safety, because comfort represents that I am safe, which is why when we have financial insecurity, right, it is, we feel stressed. If you haven't listened to the episode um, prior to this, then please do. It talks about stress and why we get stressed, and we reverse engineer it. I will feel stressed, but by being stressed, I'll be less present because my energy uh, and my focus is going towards something that is not right here now. In other words, when I look around and I look at the water... I cannot really focus on the water because my mind is elsewhere, even though I might look at the water. Isn't that crazy, right? I can literally be, I can be here now in Bari, Italy, and I cannot take in a single thing just because my energy and my focus is going towards something that my mind is having focus on, even though right now in this moment, it is not real. When I say it is not real, I don't mean that it's not existing as a problem. I'm meaning that it is not something that is occurring right the second where my financial insecurity is causing my death. Yet, my mind still needs to put its focus on that, and it stresses about that, believing that by putting all its time and energy on focusing on that, I'm going to find a solution, which we know is not true. We know it's not true that focusing on something to the point of stress, overwhelm, and anxiety is not the fastest way to get a good solution. It is the fastest way to cause suffering in my life and cause a lot more chaos and reaction in my life and frustration and so forth, right? We we all know that through experience. I definitely know that through through experience, right? Which is why we're doing this podcast. So I can give you strategies to help take a step back from that so you can be more calm and collected. And then you can implement strategies that are more new, more conscious and um, uh, more practical for you to um, build a life in a different route, in a different way. Because when we're stressed, we react. When we react, we use uh, strategies that we've used in the past, which obviously haven't worked. Otherwise, we wouldn't have to be in the same situation again, right? With that being said that's a massive reason why societally a lot of people struggle to be present nowadays because of you know the way that we've been conditioned to believe that all, there's all these needs in order for us to be valid as people in the society so we're all chasing something and because we're always chasing something we're like racing towards the next thing every single time even if we achieve something great that, that we're already on to the next thing and we can't think about um like even if you know you, you wanted that relationship all of a sudden you got the relationship you felt good for a moment. Now you're wanting there to be more love in the relationship. Now you're wanting there to be a greater, like more sex in the relationship. Now you're wanting more physical touch or more communication in the relationship. All of a sudden, there's always something more, something more, something more. And that's fine. It's great to want it. But if I'm suffering the thing that I just wanted and I got, why did I even get it in the first place? I'm not even enjoying it. I can't even be with it because I can't even be present with it because I'm already so... Needing of the next thing I can't even enjoy the current thing so that is a lack of presence but that is coming from a state of stress which again we talked about in the last episode I suggest listening to so now we understand why presence um, lack of presence occurs we can talk a lot for sure about you know all the different ways that um, we're decreasing presence in our lives and i can you know literally talk on countless strategies to improve presence for sure but we're going to focus on some main ones so that you can start implementing them today let's talk about training the muscle presence first because it's something we can we can literally do right now right here this moment what i'm going to invite you to do is take a deep breath in through the nose very deeply more so than you normally would and then out through the mouth like you're blowing through a straw do five of those. By doing that, you're disrupting the normal pattern of diaphragmatic breathing that you would do subconsciously, unconsciously, I should say, it's an unconscious process where you're not thinking about it. Your diaphragm is the only skeletal muscle in the body that you can that operates on its own or autonomously, but also something you can use consciously. So you can actually intervene with the um, unconscious pattern of the diaphragm, and you can act consciously, meaning your breathing can change because you choose. it. So that's why we take the deep breaths. Take one more big deep breath. As you do, I want you to practice focusing on something that is around you. And just pick one thing, right? It might be a tree. It might be a bird. It might be a table, a chair, um, a water bottle, or right? even a person. Just don't make yourself look weird <laughs> by focusing on them. Focus. Start to identify what shape it is. And you don't need to say anything. Just, just do this in your mind. Start to get a grasp of the color of it. Start to get a grasp of the size of it. If there's movement, get a grasp of the movement. Really gather as much detail as you can based on what you're looking at. So, like, the way it's shaped, how it's formed, how it got there, how old it is. Get as much information about it as you can. Now bring your attention to a second object and do the exact same thing. Get as much data as you can about it. Just look at it, the shape that it is, how unique it is, all the details. And start, as much as you can, notice things that you normally wouldn't notice about it when you'd normally just look at it or glaze at it. This time you're focusing on it, start noticing as much information as you can or gather as much information as you can about it, as much detail as you can. And now bring your attention to a sound. Just find one sound, any sound that is consistent in your environment, other than my voice. (laughs) Start noticing what the sound is like. Get a grasp of maybe what's causing the sound. Get a sense of the texture of the sound, the frequency of the sound, in terms of its pitch, but also frequency in terms of its consistency. And now bring your attention back and just ask yourself, do you feel different? Do you feel maybe calmer, key word? Or did you notice that you were able to actually notice things about those things that you looked at and listened to that you wouldn't normally notice if you didn't do a practice like that where you really focused on it? Now, if the answer is yes for any of those things, where you either feel more calm or you get, were able to gather more information or notice more things, then you were more present. Even if it was just momentary, you were more present for that moment. This is a fantastic way to practice presence and to train presence, is by routinely, and routinely being, it's not something that you need to do you know, every waking minute, but frequently ideally at least once a day give yourself a period of time where you get really present with certain things within your environment this is going to strengthen that muscle of presence as you get more present with things around you you will start to notice that you'll naturally because you're practicing it consciously you'll naturally subconsciously now do presence where you'll just suddenly be present with things right if you've noticed you've been unpresent in conversations and you disassociate right i used to be challenged with that i want to talk about disassociation in another episode I used to really be challenged with disassociation to the point where um, I'd completely forget days, all right? Not just situations, but days. Even like now, when my friends talk about it, I'm like, "Man, I don't have any memory of that." Um, because back in the day, you know, when I was depressed, I disassociated. Um, that was during that time, and you know, I, I didn't gather any information about it um, because I was just not there mentally, right? Psychologically, experientially. So the point being is. Um, this is also another practice that will help you to be also more present because when you're more present, you realize you are safe. Um, in other words, that money problem that, let's just say, I hypothetically had um, and my mind was constantly going to it. If I was uh, present, I realized that that money problem isn't going to kill me right this moment like my brain believes it will. <laughs> that if I don't solve it right this moment, it is the end of the world. right? And I realize that things are okay in this moment. And when I realize things are okay in that moment, the stress response becomes less and therefore I can feel more calmer. So this is how presence can tie to calm as well. So use this practice um, at least once a day and I'm telling you now that your natural tendency to be more present will improve and your ability to be focused on the present moment will improve as well. A second practice, and this is we're going to cover this literally in 30 seconds, the second practice, is quite literally focusing on your breath. If you've ever done a meditation where they invited you to just focus on your breath and watch the inflow and outflow of your breath, and we'll do more a detailed focus on this practice at another stage, because there is depth to it. If you can build an ability to just watch your breath in meditation, you are sharpening that ability, that prefrontal cortical capability, the meaty part of your brain in the front, which is generating your ability to focus, right? This, when this develops, because there's quite literal, a literal physical development of that gray matter in the brain that will develop and strengthen as you build a t- ability to focus, and this is through practice, um, many people it doesn't come naturally to, including myself, I had to build this. It will build your ability to also sharpen the presence. So by practicing presence, but then also sharpening focus, these are two ways to sharpen that knife that will cut through the noise of the mind so you can be more present this is like sharpening the axe before you decide to swing the axe to cut the tree it will just cut through more easily if you spend time sharpening it okay so spend time sharpening it and then your ability to be present more than proof. so we talked about the way that the mind's pulled in different directions now here's a few um, here i'll just give maybe one strategy and we'll, we'll go from there um, one strategy is notice Um, what I'd like you to do is write down the areas in your life that your mind is being pulled to constantly, right? Whether it be money, whether it be relationship, whether it be maybe even loneliness or lack of relationship, whether it be... Uh, your physical activity or lack of physical activity, right? Something you like, something you don't like. Where is your mind spending its energy? Where is it spending its attention? I want you to write those things down, right? And and the major ones, right? Just the major ones. And ideally, if you can bring it down and boil it down to three main ones, it gives you a better ability to focus on these things or it can get too overwhelming. So you might end up with 10 or 20 or (laughs) freaking 50, right? I wouldn't be surprised, right? That's, you know, most humans, I I wouldn't be surprised if that's most humans, I should say. It's probably the better way of saying it because that was the way I was at one stage. (laughs) i would be able to write down literally countless things that were pulling my energy and stressing me. So (sighs) boil it down to three main ones. When you boil it down to three main ones, what I'd like you to do is get an idea of what one is the most um, stressing, is the the thing that's taking the most energy. Focus on that one first, and then the other two you can get to in, in a orderly fashion. Once you've got that main focus, something that is taking your energy get an understanding of what the ideal reality would be and get an understanding of what about that is triggering you okay so for example if my ideal reality within my relationship is that my partner says I love you every single day and they don't say I love you every single day that's the reality then I've got a very clear representation of what my expectation is versus uh, what the current situation is which is causing the stress and causing the trigger that is taking a lot of my energy then I want to take a massive step back, and I want to observe the situation and the reality of the situation with as little reactiveness as possible. And we do that by practicing things like the breath I gave you guys two episodes ago, where you actually practicing practice something like the calming breath. But the idea is to change your relationship with that. And I'm going to give you strategies in order to do that. If you've already got strategies to do that, fantastic. I'll implement them here. Where you build a strategy to improve your relationship with the reality of the situation not just improving your relationship with the expectation okay and by doing that you're proving to your brain that this situation that you are currently believing is a threat is actually not as much of a threat as you believed and that there is an underlying truth in the fact that you are okay right this moment and by doing so you're decreasing by nature the amount that this um, amount of energy that this thing is going to be pulling from you right So this is one example of a strategy if you already have techniques to bring in a greater level of calmness into environments and situations that are causing you stress. Now a practical next step you can do is get very real with the worst case scenario that is involved around that. So the worst case scenario around my partner not telling me that she loves me every single day um, is that she's going to leave me, right? There's proof that she doesn't love me and that she's going to leave me. There's a meaning I'm making out of it. That is a worst-case scenario I am believing, and that is what I'm actually reacting to, not the situation itself. So there is a meaning behind it. Get very real with that. What's the meaning you're making out of it? That's causing your brain to give it so much energy. Get deeper with that. Get real with that. When you ask that, then I even ask why, right? Why? Is this causing me stress? Why is this a problem in my life? Why don't I like this? Oh, it's because I'm making a meaning out of it uh, that represents X or Y, right? Like my partner leaving me or that she doesn't love me, right? This is what I'm believing to be true. The next step is you're going to write down three solutions and three benefits. The three solutions are going to be examples, okay? I'm going to give some examples. Three solutions such as solution one being... I'm going to have a conversation with her. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, right? I'm actually going to have a conversation. Wow. Um, And, you know, that can be quite scary for people, and I understand. It's something that used to terrify me, too. Uh, Solution two might be, I'm going to start saying I love you more, and maybe that will help her respond. And third step is maybe I'm going to give her hints um, that might prompt her to say I love you more, right? So these are three potential solutions, right? Now, three potential benefits of the worst-case scenario okay so I've given myself solutions the reason why I'm doing benefits is because I'm decreasing the level of threat perceived threat that the worst case scenario is going to be by giving myself an out from the pain that I'm perceiving will occur if the worst case scenario was to to happen and therefore decreasing my overall fear of it so benefits one example I get to go on dates again Another example, I get more time to focus on my business. Another example, I get more time to practice my hobby, right? These are just examples, right? I'm not asking you to, um, you know, go and actually do the thing that you're afraid of in order to experience the benefits. But you write down the benefits to get very real with what's possible on the other side. You now see that there's actually an other side that actually exists because your brain can't perceive that until you show it. It believes it's the end of the world. And two, you're decreasing the actual uh, pain point of the optimal uh worst case scenario that you're fearing and you're and you're believing is a threat you're decreasing the threat the total level of threat that your brain is perceiving it to be and therefore you're decreasing the amount of fear you have about it decreasing therefore the amount of energy your brain needs to spend on it here is a great strategy to decrease the amount uh, of energy that your brain is spending on things that are outside of your present moment, improving your ability to be present. So I'd suggest giving these things a go, seeing how they go for you. Again, we've got more strategies and practices coming your way that are fantastic. Uh, but for now, I think these are great places to start. With that being said, if you found any value on this, um, please go ahead and share it. And, you know, we can reach more people that way. Um, give us a review. That would be amazing. Give it a nice, you know, five-star review. that will be incredible. Otherwise, whatever you feel and um, a subscribe would be nice as well <laughs> so with that being said thanks so much love you guys um, and i'll see you guys next time you can find me on coach Keser on instagram or the pocket coach on instagram and you can send um, questions or um, ideas of what to talk about in upcoming episodes see you next time